0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Tell me. Break it down.
2: Welcome to the revolution. You want to hear it? You wanted it. Give it to me. We delivered
3: it. You guys sound tight. Booyah! Woo-hoo.
2: Feeding your outdoors addiction with analysis, insight, and expertise. <laughs> <laughs> really interesting to listen to. For over 16 years, we
3: are the voice of outdoor radio and the pulse of a nation. Yeah, turn it up. It's it up. Let's go.
2: Let the revolution with Jim and Trav begin. Here we go. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World
4: okay. Fishing Network,
2: and My Outdoor TV.
4: The suspect is not a man, but a bear. Authorities believe they have a killer grizzly on their hands, an animal who has already taken down one person.
0: I don't like all the bear stories I've been hearing. Torn and bloody clothing out on the
1: river, there were signs of a struggle.
0: The grizzly bear is believed to have attacked because she was protecting her cub.
2: Backcountry hikers are advised to keep at least a quarter mile from any known grizzlies. Don't be super stealthy, you know, watch your scent. The best survival tip, of course, is to avoid them, but as
5: one pair of hunters learned, if you're attacked, fight with everything you've got. So that, that alarming PSA <laughs> was was actually to inform people, uh, be cognitive, be aware, stay uh, safe and not eaten. You yes. know, it is springtime and bears are out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially grizzlies in Missouri. We, we went to the dark side with that one. Uh, but no, really follow your local DNRs. They're, they're rules. They're their advice. You know, that's their neighborhood. That's where they live. And most of the time, if you are respectful uh, and don't try to like sneak up on anything, You'll be just fine. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, we are talking uh, Buckwild Pursuits on today's show. You betcha. Yeah. And of course, we got Mrs. Bunny back. Yeah. Mrs. Bunny is back. She's going to have some kind of like outdoor wrap ups, some yep. uh, outdoor news. We're also going to be joined by Tom McMillan, the uh, cowboy uh, host of McMillan Season 8 Outdoor Channel. That's Mondays, 1030 p.m. Eastern Time. Plus, you could get seasons one through eight. Uh, with the My Outdoor TV app, all new season nine is going to be coming out later this year. Then we got Micah Dines. Yeah, he's uh, with uh, what is that? Uh, for Lover Likes. For Lover Likes. Yeah, he's the co-producer. That's Outdoor Channel season five is airing. That's Tuesdays 11 p.m. Eastern time. Such a fun competition uh, that highlights women in the outdoors, hunting, fishing, doing all sorts of cool stuff. Plus, he's also the co-producer of a viral outdoors. Yeah, another great show. Yeah, and then finally the ever lovely Cat Daddy. Yeah, last week. He did his best not to electrocute us. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty
3: cool.
5: Uh, Cat Daddy is going to be wrapping up the show. But Mrs. Bunny, what are you going to talk about this week?
3: Okay, guys, i got some outdoor happenings here coming up. All right,
5: let's get to Mrs. Bunny. We're on Buckwild Pursuits
2: this week. I want to go check that stuff out. Now, here's Mrs. Bunny brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com.
5: All right, so going back to the terrible PSA. Yes. Uh, what is happening in Missouri? Buddy? Okay,
3: Missouri is getting their first ever bear season this wow, year. Oh, really? Okay, so the dates and regulations for Missouri's first ever black bear hunting season are set for this fall, October 18th through 27th. So pretty short. It'll be limited to areas in southern Missouri where almost all of the bears are found. Now the bear population has grown large enough now that they can permit um, limited hunting. There are about 600 black bears living in Missouri, and their population is growing at a rate of about nine percent per year. Oh, that's so great. So they have instituted a season. Um, I know it is open to in-state hunters. I don't know about out-of-state hunters. So if you're interested in hunting Missouri bears, uh, log on to the DNR there and check it out.
5: Now, is it going to be rifle, bow? I
3: I don't know all the details. I just know that they are getting their first ever there bear season. There is season. There's also... So their,
5: don't ask questions. No.
3: Um, <laughs> for anybody else who's wondering, though... Um, in the, the uninformed. In the realm of Missouri, they're also keeping their elk season. This will be their second uh, annual elk season. So you it know. went that well. It went that well. They're really? keeping their elk season. You know, they had they're herd um, brought back and restored by some that they brought in from Kentucky. You I know? heard that. And so they're bringing elk, they're bringing their elk season back for its second season. So that'll also be open. So if you're interested in bear or elk, uh, be sure to log on to the Missouri DNR and check that out.
5: Single-handedly Corey Jacobson saved elk. Yes. So hats off to him. Yeah. Big round of
3: applause. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Uh, this is kind of timely and if you want to take advantage of it, I'm pretty sure this is ending this week. So check it out. Alaska has introduced a Super 7 big game Ooh. raffle Oh yes. to combat um, COVID-19 travel-related restrictions that have caused a $2 million revenue shortfall for them. Oh, that blows. Um, so this new raffle um, is for permits and it's the first in Alaska's history and it'll enable the winners to hunt several trophy animals like brown bears, mountain goat, muskox, caribou, and more. The tickets are available through the Outdoor Heritage Foundation of Alaska. So Google that and then you can go online you can purchase tickets now through the closing date of the raffle and you can do it for individual animals you can put all of your money on one or you can spread it out and put it all on all of it. It doesn't really matter. Um, you get on there and you can spend, you know, I think it might be 10 or 20 bucks a ticket or something like that. And, um, it goes, it's for a good cause, uh, helps Alaska come back from this, uh, master shortfall, but also is, um, super advantageous for hunters. So yeah,
5: if people just go to OHFAK.org, they can learn all about the Alaska's super seven big
1: game Raffle.
5: That's right. I I'm going to win it. Uh,
3: it's when, only $20 a ticket. Yeah. I didn't think it was a whole lot. So, uh, I think winners are going to be announced in May. Okay, um, number three in Maine, wildlife biologists are hoping that if they increase the number of moose hunted and killed each year, so increasing tag numbers, that they can help protect the herd from ticks that have been devastating the herds there. Yeah, I so heard about that. It's, it's bad. The, the hope that by reducing the herd density, they can reduce the number of winter ticks and they can end up helping um, the surviving moose. Um, Vermont is also going to issue more tags than they did last year and New Hampshire is considering the same approach. So if you are thinking about hunting moose in the um, upper Northeast, um, give those states a look. Now,
5: I'm going to tell you, ticks, like we mentioned last week, ticks are so they're bad. They're bad this year. Yeah. I mean, they're horrible. Yeah. Jim's got like a couple on his legs right yeah. now. Yeah,
3: racing up. <laughs>
5: <laughs> is either that or Jim slow. Yeah. Uh, anyways, what else, buddy?
3: Okay, whether or not COVID, um, the the outdoor surge of 2020 will last into this year, I if, hope it does. if people keep going outside, it will kind of remains to be seen in a more complete picture until the end of this year. However, if Colorado is in the in, any indication of whether or not people will continue to hunt. Prospects are looking good. Colorado Parks and Wildlife um, released numbers and they say that their big game applications in 2021 are their highest ever and they're setting a new record. In 2020, there were 650,000 big game applications submitted breaking previous records but now, this year, they're at 685,000 big game applications submitted. Whoa! So So, uh, encouraging to see more people outside. Also know that um, you are going to have to contend with a few more hunters but it is for the good.
5: Greater good of conservation Absolutely. getting people out. Also, it's just a healthy lifestyle. It It truly is.
3: It is. Okay, finally, uh, people across the country are watching a little bit of a decline in wild turkey populations. Some states like Oklahoma are even looking at changing their hunter regulations with shorter seasons and smaller bag limits to help combat this decline. They're not entirely sure if it's weather patterns, predators, disease, loss of habitat, or other circumstances, but efforts and resources are being redirected to find out what's happening. Um, Some credence has been given to the fact that um, spring turkey seasonings open too early are hindering um, a lot of production. And so they're considering moving some of those seasons back just a little bit um, in order to give the turkeys a little bit more of a head start. So decline in turkey population, something to keep an eye out for, and uh, maybe go to National Wild Turkey Federation and um, contribute a little bit to help get this on the right track again.
5: That's good information. Yeah, it really does seem like every single year in certain portions of the country, uh, those turkey seasons are opening up earlier and earlier and yeah. earlier. Kinda yeah, crazy. this past Wednesday, it opened here in Kansas. Yeah, yes. it did. But we don't have that. Actually, no, that's not true. Last night, like three miles down the road, I counted 31. 31 what? Turkeys. What? Right down the road from our house, there was 31 turkeys. Yeah, in that little dip by the bridge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, right beside them, it was like majestical. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there, there was a uh, 13 mule there. I was like, "Wow!" and 87 coyotes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, round here at least the numbers are looking pretty good. Yeah. But you really can't go off the 31 birds.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's like okay. All right. So, Mrs. Bunny, is that it? That's it, guys.
5: Man, that's some good outdoor news. I'm excited about the bear season.
3: I know, and, kind of, uh, kind of encouraging to see some new things happening like that. So. Yeah,
5: you would think maybe polar bear. Yeah, polar bear in, in the, Missouri. In Missouri, yeah. yeah.
1: That's it. The show me stay. Show me your polar bear. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so coming up next, Jimbo, who we got, buddy? Hey, we got Tom McMillan. He's the host of McMillan on Outdoor Channels Mondays at 1030 Eastern Time. Yeah, the cowboy. He's going to be sticking around for a two parter.
5: Mrs. Buddy, you are so awesome. We love you, girl.
3: Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you later.
5: All right, Tom McMillan. Right after this. Don't go anywhere. The Revolution
2: with Jim and Trav. Thank you for liking, following, smiley-facing, thumbs-upping, and emoticoning us. We really appreciate it, even though we have no clue what any of that stuff means. Hit us up on social media and at JimandTrav.com, and The Revolution will be right back. Big ideas come alive when you're backyard ready. Discover the very best in outdoor living all in one place. We're ready when you're ready at GameAndFishMag.com forward slash backyard.
0: High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com.
2: It's Buckwild Pursuits this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Ready for demonstration, kids? Now, let's kick off a two-part interview with Tom McMillan, host of McMillan on Outdoor Channel, Mondays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, and always on demand at myoutdoortv.com. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go!
1: We're burning daylight! Hey, we're back! We're talking buck wild pursuits on this week's show and before the break we had Mrs. Bunny and she had a lot of interesting tidbits. Our next guest man, he's got a lot of tidbits. He's the last remaining real cowboy in the United States that is Tom McMillan. He is the host
5: of McMillan on Outdoor Channel Mondays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time and you can always catch him on demand seasons one through eight with my outdoor TV app. Mr. Tom, how's it going buddy? I'm good, fellas. How you doing?
1: Pretty good. Now, now you're down there in uh, South Central, around uh, Dodge City in Kansas, and uh, the hunting is pretty doggone good. Did you guys get any big bucks this past fall?
6: Yeah, I'm used to Dodge City, uh, about an hour drive, and uh, this area in Stafford County where I was born and raised, and i tell you, it's, we've always just been blessed right here with a, a good mixture of genetic, whitetail genetics, and obviously a lot of food with all the farming and agriculture going on, but we also have a lot of cover too, you know, there's other parts of the states where it's primarily ag and that isn't what isn't in agriculture might be in short native grass pasture for cattle grazing, which it's not the best amount of cover for whitetail. But we have a, a really good mix of everything out here in the middle of the state. And last year we did. We we did have a lot of a lot of good luck. My clientele did their job, the, the deer did their job and you're gonna see some of them on uh, the new episodes coming up for season nine on McMillan here on Outdoor Channel, and it's kind of a tough thing to always get, you know, client kills on film when they, when somebody does get because we just we don't have the resources and the manpower to put a camera crew with with every single hunter.
5: Yeah, now you own and operate for over 20 years, McMillan Outfitting. Uh, and, you know, you're talking about this past year was a great year, uh, knocked down some tremendous animals. Everyone did fantastic. But you can sit there, you can do your homework. You can put these gentlemen and these ladies on incredible animals, give them the time of their life. That's ultimately what they're paying for. But if they can't do their job in season eight and one episode really kind of focused on that, uh, where, you know, it, People truly need to spend more time at the range, understand their equipment better. That has to be absolutely devastating to you, Mr. Tom. When you're out there, you give them the shot opportunity of a lifetime, uh, and they just can't follow through. I'll
6: be honest. It's frustrating, to say the least. And it's two-part frustrating for me because, obviously, you know, it doesn't look good on the business end of things (laughs) for McNeil Outfitting. But also, you're sitting there going, Man, I know what you just cost yourself. <laughs> it, you know? And uh it's uh you might not realize that or you might not think it's that big of a deal, or you think, Oh, you know, yeah, I missed a, a great deer this morning. Well I'll just go out and I'll make good on the next one this afternoon. Well, guess what? Yeah. That doesn't usually work out just because this is one hundred percent fair chase, no high fences. The, this is real hunting, the real world, and you just don't get opportunities like that. No matter how hard you work, uh, the state of Kansas has done a great job at promoting its hunting, and the hunting kind of speaks for itself. Well, people see the shows and read the articles, then they get this idea that, well, there's a 170-inch deer behind every tree. You know, you always hear that cliche. Guess what? When you get out here for some weird reason, the deer don't want to die. So they, uh, they kind of, they they get smarter about us than we do about them. And it's just disheartening, it's you know, because here's a client that, you know, he's put a lot of money down. He's waited a year uh, to come and hunt. And here it is. And maybe he should have shot his bow a little bit more or maybe should have got up an, an hour earlier or maybe should have washed his boots or himself or whatever. You know what I mean? Maybe shouldn't have been Maybe maybe put Facebook down while you're in the tree stand there for a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah, well, it's um, it, it's got to be it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's got to be tough on the uh, on the guides and so forth, because I remember I was on a doll sheep hunt up in Alaska, and this guy shot up three boxes of shells at, at uh, sheep at various distances, missed it every time. But if he would have hit one of those and it got away, his hunt's over. Is that the same thing with you? If they hit one and you don't recover it, is it over?
6: yeah it's over it's it's got to be i I struggled with that twenty years ago when I first got into the business because hey we all know if we're responsible hunters, we get to know our gear, we do our part, you know we practice all that stuff things can still happen right oh, yeah just things happen that's just part of it, and nobody likes it, but it's just part of the game we play right and so once again i'm I'm in the beginning, I'm looking at a guy that you know, spent a lot of money, and he, he could have been spending that money with his family or something else, but he chose to spend it with me on a hunt, and he's practiced, and he's waited for a year, and now here's the opportunity, oh, his bowstring hit his sleeve on his coat, made a bad shot, and he wounded the deer. Mm. I'm thinking, well, you know, this was back then, I'm retroly thinking about 20 years ago when I started it, yeah, it's but he's here for an experience also, Look, maybe he should keep hunting, and it didn't take me very long. Um, about the first guy that had a bad attitude towards that, like, well, yeah, I didn't kill him yet. I'm going to go, I'm going to shoot as many as I need to to take one home. When I first heard something like that, I went,
1: mm, yeah, not
6: in my operation. You're not, yeah. you know I mean? It, so we immediately within the first year went through a blood drawn policy. And if you shoot the deer, you draw blood. It's over. Yeah. Um, because no matter the hit, you know, I've seen deer, they're a tough, resilient animal. We've all seen them take a shot, and you're just going, there's no way something could live through that. You know, and and talking about season eight, all the mishaps, I think the first eight or nine clients in my November bow hunts either missed great deer or, unfortunately, hit them that we didn't find. One of the best deer that I did have some history with for a couple years, I mean, just pretty much a... Uh, I'm just going to say it, a chip shot. I mean, the deer's at 12 yards, broad daylight. Oh, my God, really? Uh, broad daylight, nothing. The guy wasn't rushed, and something happened. He hit the deer high, and, you know, it just made everybody sick. He didn't mean to make a bad shot. That's oh, just yeah. That's what happened. You know, we looked for the deer, we exhausted every resource we could for three days.
1: Oh. Couldn't find anything. Wow. And
6: I couldn't find a shed, so I'm thinking, well, he, he got infection, Kyle's got him or whatever. Yeah. Did not see that deer for 10 months. Lo and behold, this past September, he walks out in front of a muzzle loader. He kills him on film. It's going to be on season nine. So oh,
4: really? That, that,
6: yeah, oh. It's, it's a great payoff, you know. And both guys the guy that missed him with it or hit him with the bow and, and the guy that ended up taking the deer with the muzzle loader both <laughs> great clients, great people. Things happen. It happened poorly for the, the bow hunter the muzzleloader hunting killed him in the same pasture a year later, and um, (laughs) we got it on film. So, I guess a a sad story turned into (laughs) a success story.
1: Hey, Tom, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around for a second part? Right on, you bet. Good deal. Hey, we're talking with Tom McMillan. He's the host of McMillan on Outdoor Channels, Monday nights at 10.30 Eastern Time. Yeah, and you can always get seasons
5: 1 through 8 with the My Outdoor TV app. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Tom, real quick before we get to break to learn more about you McMillan, McMillan Outfitting everything you got going on buddy where can
1: we find you online? From me line at McMillanOutfitting.com. You bet Hey more Tom McMillan right after this.
0: Get on board and buckle up
1: Part 2 with Tom McMillan
2: Sweet. Sweet. is minutes away
0: Yeehaw
4: The rules
2: are simple Biggest five fish wins the challenge But that doesn't mean the game is easy
1: I mean that fish like it, it just owns you like I don't know what else to do
2: does Scott have it in the bag?
1: Oh boy, it's a big one.
2: Or will he be beat at his own game?
1: I'm ready to go to war. I know because dragon rights are serious.
5: Oh my God! Absolutely You said look like
0: a crazy man.
1: The Scott Martin Challenge,
2: Sunday mornings at 10.30 Eastern, only on Sportsman Channel.
0: High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com.
2: Buckwild pursuit is on today's revolution with jim and trav now let's get back to tom mcmillan host of mcmillan on outdoor channel mondays 10 30 p.m eastern and always on demand at myoutdoortv.com presented by my outdoor tv stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere anytime
1: my outdoor tv at myoutdoortv.com this is part two Hey, we are back. We are talking with Tom McMillan. He's the host of McMillan on other Channels, Monday nights at 1030 Eastern Time. And as Travis said earlier, you can get seasons one through eight on My Outdoor TV. Exactly. Now, there you have what you
5: guide on about 8,000 acres. You have a, a 3,000 square foot lodge. Uh, you call it, I think, your rut hut. It's like a 2,500 square foot entertainment place. All this in, in the television show and the, the clients that you take out. I mean, you take out amazing people, you know, like Blake Shelton and stuff. Has that drawn some negative attention? It's pretty hard to monitor 8000 acres. Have you been lucky to avoid unwanted attention or has it caused some problems over the years?
6: You know, I mean, I think anybody that operates in a certain capacity, that door's open for bad opportunities or bad things to, You know, to come your way. Some people can't wrap their brain around how the process works. You know, they either think you're doing something wrong or something was given to you, yeah. you know, that, that, that you don't work as hard as they do. And honestly, I, I wish we could show more of that within the television show, you know, show the, the true amount of work that goes into everything, the outfitting business and the television show. Because mm-hmm. they're both going on. You know, when I started the TV show, I thought, yeah, heck, we're going to be doing this stuff anyway the cameras are welcome to follow us along and we'll, we'll put on TV. Yeah. Well, that thought alone <laughs> proved how ignorant I was to television production because there's more to that honestly than guiding hunts and running an outfitting business. I wasn't looking for another job that day, but I guess I signed up for one because it's you know, it, when you start running a true production, um, just like anything, you want to you want to get better at it you want I wanted season eight to be better than season seven i want I hope season nine is better than season eight, you know I hope, yeah. I hope the viewers viewership keeps growing to prove that, but it's a lot of work yeah. and the the funniest thing you know I used to kind of take offense to this when somebody asked me, but now I just laugh in their face is when somebody says, "What are you doing in the off season <laughs> um, And I say, I, yeah, when is that?" And I'll let you know what I did that day, you know, <laughs> and because it, we know when we when we get done with guiding deer clients, we're still in the process of, of editing the shows, putting all those missing parts together and still even filming some shows. You know, sometimes our filming goes into the spring. Um, my editor for the show, my main editor lives in Austin, Texas. So we're constantly sending videos back and forth, critiquing them, changing them putting in different things. We're, we're helping the sponsors out that we've got. And so that really, that process goes on um, all the way up until about the first week of June. Mm. Well, before that even ends, I'm back into the mode of property management, uh, you know, planting food plots. We do a little farming, uh, cattle and everything else to where I'm like, okay, one just kind of layers over the top of the next um, job that i've got to get done and there there's really no downtime i can i can take breaks from guiding actual hands-on guiding clients obviously when deer seasons over but i'm still reliving it every day or every week in my office editing the shows and uh, planning the next trips and you know doing promos for sponsors and it just it just keeps going and going and going so i guess it's you know don't get me wrong i'm i'm not having a pity party here for myself i'm lucky to be able to do what i do i chose this route and I'm, I'm glad I did, but it's not a deal of, oh, okay, the, the, the deer hunting clients get in Monday, so I need to show up to work Sunday evening. It's. No, it's not quite that easy. It, mm-hmm. it really never stops if you want to do it right.
5: Yeah. Once again, hanging out with Tom McMillan. Make sure you watch McMillan on Outdoor Channel, Mondays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That is Season 8. You could also get Seasons 1 through 8 with the My Outdoor TV app. And later this year, All-New Season 9 is going to be coming out. Want to kind of uh, pick your brain on something. There's been this movement that's growing in the outdoor industry, you know, hunting, fishing, whatever it may be, um that you're not a true hunter if you're not hunting on public land you know if you're hunting on private land or if you're going on a guided hunt it doesn't have the same challenges you're not up to the same task i mean it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo in my opinion what are your thoughts on that mr tom do you have any thoughts on that
6: i do um i hesitate and uh, revealing all my thoughts on that <laughs> on, on this program. <laughs> Do you have your bleep machine handy if I
4: get
6: off? Yes, get off the rail here for a little bit. But, you know, I guess my my overall problem is that why are as hunters and sportsmen even bringing something up that's going to make us bicker amongst ourselves and i'm not saying that you guys are bringing up the, you didn't think of this problem the problem's already there oh yeah you know society yeah. and the way the way uh, i blame a lot of this on social media you know amen because without social media you can't know everybody in the world's business all the time if we didn't know everybody's business all the time we wouldn't even think about well i wonder how many hundreds of thousands of people are public hunting this year or yeah. whatever you know and so should we still be promoting just hunting in general Hunting and fishing in the outdoors in general, in in a good light, exactly. I, well, you know, you're not near as good a hunter as I am because I don't go on a guided hunt. I go to the mountains and pitch a wall tent for a month, and that's great, man. You should enjoy that for the reasons that you want to go. Not, you know, look down upon somebody that chooses not to do that. We're all buying hunting licenses. We're all um, helping the sport. We're all buying the gear and the you know the guns and the ammo and the and the archery equipment. So we all should have the same train of thought, but that brings me to a whole nother topic, not the jump topics here on y'all, but I struggle with the whitetail industry side of things where I'm personally involved. You know, here I am, I'm advertising um, my guided hunt business on the show. Thank you to you guys for advertising um, the same thing. Um, and in the meantime, we all have an exhaustible resource here. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, I can't take, A 1,000 people hunting every year. I take a very, very small people hunting every year. And, in fact, last year at the end of uh, uh, 2020, I sent back 50% of my deposits.
1: Oh, holy cow, really?
6: Yeah, I I stay booked out about a year, sometimes even close to a year and a half in advance. I take a very small number of people because I feel that's my part um, in order to help, quote-unquote, manage... Or really, it's more protect the deer herd.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, I, I really I get I get pretty sad and down to the dumps when I hear stories of outfitters that run too many people through their clientele list. You know, they they book too many hunters. Let's just say it what it is. They're taking too much money. Yeah. They get they're giving outfitting a bad name because they're not doing it right. They're sending a lot of people home unhappy because they were either stacking on top of each other and. You know, they didn't see anything while they were hunting. They didn't, you know, deer or whatever. You know, it's just, it's not all about money and numbers, especially not for me. I wish more people saw it that way. Mm -hmm. I do think the deer in in, in a lot of parts of the state, from what I've heard and what I've seen, our numbers are down a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, so we all kind of have to do our part, I think, by maybe taking fewer hunters, I'm the first one to stand up and say that I did that. I've, I, can, I can give you all a list of the guys that got the deposits back, and most of them understood. Some of them didn't. They didn't like it very much. But I'm like, hey, this is a decision I've got to make, not only for myself, not only for the other clientele, but mainly for the deer herd. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's tough to advertise something, and at the same time be going, man, we're taking such a limited amount. You know, what do we do? Why are you advertising? A lot of people are saying. Mm-hmm. But... It's tough. We, I think we need to readjust here a little bit on our deer numbers. I honestly wouldn't mind to see the state of Kansas pull back on the number of non-resident tags for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Let's see what it does to the numbers. They've done that in times past in certain units, and it's
1: helped. Yeah, finally, we have a guiding outfitter that has integrity and a conscience. You know what? Book a trip with Tom, and he'll take you coyote hunting. That's that, it. That's just as much fun. Or
5: turkey yeah. hunting. Yeah, go turkey hunting. There's a lot of other animals out there besides the whitetail in my opinion. Alright, so we do have yeah. to get to a break. Mr. Tom, to learn more about you, McMillan, all new Season 9 is going to launch later this year but season eight on outdoor channel currently mondays 10 30 p.m eastern time and we can get seasons one through eight we can yes with the My Outdoor tv Ooh. app this has been presented by Tour tv stream on your favorite device or download to watch tom anywhere anytime on mcmillan myoutdoor tv.com mr tom again to learn more about you such an interesting guy man where can we find you online find me online at McMillanOutfitting.com.
1: you bet hey stick around because we're coming up next is micah Denis. With lover-likes. No, for lover-likes. Or all of the above. It's Outdoor Channel. All
5: new season five. on uh, Tuesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Anyways, Mr. Tom, dude, you're so awesome. God bless you. We love you, buddy. Thank you, guys.
3: They're like, uh, why do you guys wear all that camo and carry big knives and stuff? Sure to God. And I'm like, uh, duh. Because we're Savvy Outdoorsmen. Savvy Outdoorsmen. Chop <laughs> some wood. We're Savvy Outdoorsmen. Country girl. We're Savvy them biscuits.
5: Bullets, knives, bugs in your hair, you'll encounter it all in the woods somewhere. We're Savvy Outdoorsmen! 100%! I'll say it right to spice and curse it.
2: Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue in a few moments. Hit up JimandTrav.com for lots of cool extras from the show.
1: The Texas Motor Speedway has always been a special place. From the asphalt to the whitetail woods.
5: A lot of the times we'll do things away from the track.
2: NASCAR driver Jeb Burton lives a double life on the racetrack and off the beaten path.
5: Going to a track where you've had success just builds confidence leading into the weekend. We hear something coming up, and I see it's my target buck that I'm going after.
2: Crossroads with the Burtons, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on Sportsman Channel. Big ideas come alive when you're backyard ready. Discover the very best in outdoor living all in one place. We're ready when you're ready at GameAndFishMag.com forward slash backyard. Welcome back to the revolution with Jim and Trav talking buckwild pursuits. Sit out and shut up! Now, please welcome Micah Dines, co-producer of For Lover Likes on Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here are the boys.
1: Hey, we're back, and guess what? We're talking Buckwild Pursuits on this week's show. Before the break, we had Tom McMillan. He's the host of McMillan on Outdoor Channels. But our next guest, man, he's everywhere. That's right. He is with us for Lover Likes. He is the co-producer, also Viral Outdoors. That is
5: Micah Dines. Mr. Micah, how's it going today, buddy?
7: Oh, it is a beautiful day here in South Louisiana. Thanks for having me on, guys.
1: Yeah, now the thing is, your your new program called for Lover Likes. So This is not brand new. No, season is currently airing.
7: Tuesdays, yeah. 11 yeah, p.m the thing is,
1: that's an interesting title. It's kind of taken right off the old Facebook page, isn't it?
7: Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is season five. We've been, uh, God bless us, with five great seasons, and uh, we've been having a good time ever since. So, yeah, Full Over Likes is uh, basically based off the concept. uh, Our show host, Matt Busbis, who would typically be doing the interview, but uh, he's actually out chasing turkeys right now, so uh, I'm filling in the gap. But uh, Matt and his buddies basically – round the fire, kind of how all good ideas get started nowadays. And, uh, you know, they were talking about, hey, how can we highlight women in the outdoors and how can we bring this concept of uh, all these women who are quote unquote huntresses, uh, you know, and and see if they're actually for real or do they hunt legitimately or are they just doing it for the likes? And uh, come to find out, all of them, most of them are on there and, uh, and really enjoying the outdoors because they love it and not just for the likes. So we took it to a, a show concept with the Outdoor Channel and it, it's been phenomenal ever since. So all of our girls are great. Uh, our cast this year was a phenomenal group of girls that are really just passionate about the outdoors. So uh, it's exciting. We're excited for everybody to see it.
5: Yeah. Now, Sadie Bass, she was the season four winner and she's back in season five, correct?
7: Yep. Yep. We brought Sadie back. We uh, we, we just she was such a great personality. And oh, yeah. The killer in ourselves. So, yeah, we uh, we decided to bring Sadie back. Yeah.
5: Now, Micah Dines, co-producer for Lover Likes Outdoor Channel Season 5, currently airing Tuesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, He also co-produces Viral Outdoors. Have to watch it. Such a fun show. Um. Now, the neat part about this show, it is a true competition. There is no real, like, judge or jury here that dictates who the ultimate winner is. It's based off of a point scale. Is that correct?
7: Yep. So each kill is, uh, it's set to a certain point. So, uh, you know, our does, uh, hogs, coyotes, uh, basically whatever's in season at the time is open, uh, on the table for the girls to, uh, rack up points and then their big score is their buck score so when they shoot their buck uh, or if they even get an opportunity to shoot a buck depending on the conditions and obviously how they hunt uh the score of that buck by an official Boone and crockett score will go into the overall tally and that's really usually the determining factor in the who wins you know you can kill as many animals as you want but if you're the only person who kills a buck Usually you're the one who comes out on top. So it's, uh, it can get interesting towards the end. You get to the last night of the competition and, uh, you know, only one girl shot a buck and then. You know, you never know. Another one may come in with a bigger deer, and it just shakes everything up. So uh, it it leads for some pretty good drama, some pretty good fun uh, throughout the whole week.
1: Yeah. Now this doesn't. uh, This only lasts like over a week, right? It doesn't stretch out for ninety days or something, right?
7: No. Yeah. Yeah. So like a typical hunting show will will film through the whole entire deer season where. we're filming all six of our episodes in a matter of five days. So it's it's 14 to 16, 18 hour days. I mean, I remember one day it was like I woke up at four, I went to sleep at two. (laughs) uh, You know, it's just how how it goes when you film a a competition style show. But it makes it more intense because the girls get a little more tired as the week goes on. And, you know, you, you get to see that fight come in. You know, they're not just wanting to shoot something now they really want to compete because they're like man i gotta win this i'm putting in all these hours all this time so uh it, the sleep deprivation makes for a fun competition at the end of the day
1: yeah now you would think that uh toward the end of the competition of that week i mean they've been up a long time uh a lot of stress on them uh no cat fights
7: no no not at all uh, i mean past years i think they've had some uh made some mild uh altercations here and there but for the most part you know everyone is is they're all very very uh professional they they all have a good camaraderie they all come together really well from the time they meet to the end of the show and a lot of times the girls are encouraging each other i mean they're they're very positive and they're very much so it's a competition and they all want to win but at the end of the day they know they're there to help promote women in the outdoors they're there to help promote their brand and uh and you know they're all there to support each other. So uh, this this last few years, it, it, and really every year, has just been a pretty awesome to see how the girls come together and end up really being friends at the end of the day. They stay in contact with each other long after the show even airs. So uh, it's not too many cat fights. It's pretty docile for the most part. If if anyone's if anyone's getting in too many cat fights, it's, uh, it's Matt with the uh, <laughs> the production crew of me and Matt.
1: you, know, so. <laughs> you bet. Hey, we gotta leave it right there. We've been talking with Micah Dines, and of course, he uh, is with uh, for love of likes. Seen on Outdoor Channel's, uh, what? Tuesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. He is a co-producer for Lover Likes. All-new
5: Season 5 currently airing again. That is Tuesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, you can check out uh, Viral Outdoors. Love that show. Now, can you get past seasons of Viral Outdoors in for Lover Likes on My Outdoor TV or not?
7: Yep, yeah. So if you guys go to My Outdoor TV, you'll up for Lover Likes or Viral Outdoors. You'll see season one Viral Outdoors on there right now. And I believe season three and four of For Lover Likes are on My Outdoor TV as well. So I uh, love cool. My Outdoor TV. It's a great platform. And uh, if you want to see any of our shows, uh, they're all on there.
5: All right, so this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, for Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, after the break, we're going to hear from old Cat Daddy, the Kansas Cat Man. That's right. He's going to be on Season 6 of For
1: Lover Likes. Cat Daddy will be. <laughs> all
5: right, so, Micah, <laughs> dude, he has this
1: pinafore dress.
5: <laughs> uh, Micah, dude, we love you, man. Thanks for coming on, buddy. I uh, appreciate it, guys. Thank you
2: so much. Y'all be good the king of the Beanhole, the sultan of shad cat daddy from cat daddy's catfishing adventures will discuss spring catfishing techniques in less than three minutes don't go anywhere i
4: mean we was killing them boys nice eating
2: catfish
5: going out
3: fishing let's go to the lake y'all fish on gonna catch some catfish i got one
5: looks like bigfoot hooking up with big
3: bass another for the live
5: whale <laughs> we're doing it all day and we're driving four
0: trucks
2: an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-MAX 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha
0: professional driver on closed course always protect the environment and wear your seat belt helmet eye protection and protective clothing read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation vehicle specifications subject to change the
2: revolution with jim and travis back now here's our very own captain of the ss tuna tub cat daddy i'll
7: never go fishing again This is in my friend.
2: Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off road ATVs and side by side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys.
1: Hey, we're back. We're talking Buck Wild Pursuits on this week's show. Before the break, we talked with, uh, what the heck's his name again? What was his name? His name was Micah Dines. Dines, that's right.
5: He's a co producer for Lover Likes. That's Outdoor Channel. Season 5 just kicked off Tuesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also hop on My Outdoor TV, yes. pick up Viral Outdoors, and for Lover Likes, right now they'll be joined by the Kansas Catman Cat Daddy. Yeah. The water's high, and he's catching the blue cats. Mr. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy?
4: Tell you, boys, I'm only at my best when the fish are biting.
5: Are the fish biting?
4: <laughs> yeah, they are biting. And I'll tell you what, they're fighting, too. Biting and fighting them blue cats. They're wild right now. You know, uh, we're getting a lot of rain down here in Topeka Way right now and up to Perry County, Kansas. Uh, they got the uh, spillway up there off the Perry Lake, and, man, they got water blasting out of there right now. I can't wait, cannot wait to get the tuna tub and slide it in down there and go catch some big blues, boys. Do you remember,
5: was it last year or two years ago, I can't really remember, there was a lot of flooding, and you were talking about being able to get to places that have never been underwater before, and the fishing was amazing. Obviously, that is also extremely precarious, but is that what it's going to be like again, this influx of water, there's a lot of bait, there's a lot of activity How's the action going to be moving forward?
4: Oh, it's going to be really good, guys. I mean, really good. Whenever you got high water like that coming in all the time, man, them fish are on the feed 24-7.
1: Now, you're you're going to want to go fishing below the spillway. That gets a little rocking and rolling down there, doesn't
4: it? Yeah, it gets more than rocking and rolling. you got to have a really daggone good anchor, probably a 30, 40-pound anchor. Cause, man, you got current just blowing out. There. When they're letting five to 10,000 out, Woo! I mean, it is rocking and rolling, but man, let me tell you, them fish just go right up into that wild water, and man, they're up there banging, eating all that fish, just banging their heads on the rocks and trying to get out of the fast current. I just cannot wait to get up there. It's, it's going to be excellent fishing. Shad size, shag guts, crappie guts. Crappie rib cages, hey, whatever you want to throw at them, they're going to tear it up.
5: Yeah. Now I got a question for you, and I know it's early, Mister Cat Daddy, but one thing I always love talking about is, and plus, just your excitement is so great. The bean hole, and we're months away from the bean (laughs) hole, but the preparation of the bean hole takes time. So on these spring days like this, man, uh, when it's really not conducive to go out and go fishing, you know, for various reasons. When do you start making that beautiful concoction? Is it too early? Is it going to sit too long before those hot dog days get here? Or do we really want to start on our concoction now?
4: Now. Now is the time, boys. Really? Because right now I got a bucket, a couple of five-gallon buckets of uh, some old catfish I caught, smaller ones, about two-half to three weeks ago. And the maggots has already ate them all the way down to the bone slick clean. Well, that's what I was going to say.
1: Oh, that sounds lovely. For those
5: boys and girls right now, they want to get ready. Let's say they went to Cabela's and they bought themselves a whole bunch of Orbas Pro. Five-gallon Five-gallon buckets, man. They've got like 12 in their garage, and I have like 1,000. Okay, I could make a lot. <laughs> How do we get started if we want to make our own? You know, we we just want to dabble. We want We don't want to get to expert level like you do. But if we just want to start, how do we begin?
4: Well, I tell you, once you do my remedy, you are considered an expert. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, just get your five gallon buckets, line them out there in the garage, you know, or better yet, out in the sun where the sun hit them all the time. You turn around, and I tell you what you do, you fill them halfway full of soybeans and the other half full of water, and put the lid on and put a little burp hole in the top of it. Otherwise, it'll blow the lids clean off of them in about a week. You let them sit right out there in the sun. When you're ready to go, pop the lids, burp them good so they don't blow up on your boat when you're taking them out for the dump. <laughs> Find yourself a nice little area out there in a nice flat area. Tie up to some trees. Tie up to a place where you're going to tie up and fish all the time the same way. And what you do is you just get up and dump beans all the way around your boat and slop some out there 10, 15 feet away. Come back in three or four days. Take you a couple of five-gallon bugs with you. A spewer container where you can toss them beans out you some dip bait out there on the end of your rods, and hang on, Willie. Now,
1: could someone actually book a trip with you and go out with you and learn this? Uh, you may not catch a fish that day, but you're going to have a school that something you can have the rest of your life.
4: Man, when you go out with me, I'll tell you what, it's just like going to Catfish 101. Bam. i tell you everything you need to know, if, and, and hey, if I miss anything, just open up and ask me. I lie to you every day. <laughs>
5: <laughs> all right. So, do you have trips available? Is they it bring their own mask? Yeah. Do they have to bring their own mask, their own hazmat suit, all that BS? Can we yeah, actually book a trip with you? Your
4: own mask, your own plastic gloves, and an extra sandwich for me, and everything will be all right. <laughs> Just want to stay your end of the boat. And I say to mine, everything's in good shape, boys. <laughs> We're COVID-19 ready to whip up all some fish. All right,
1: where can we find you online, buddy?
4: www.catdaddyguideservices.com. Yeah,
1: if you'd like to write old Cat Daddy and say, hey, book me a trip send it to cat underscore one at msn.com mr cat
5: daddy you're so handsome we love you buddy
4: hey the revolution you and me covid free <laughs>
5: <laughs> all right the close is coming up next but first here's a tip for mrs bunny
2: is Bunny's off-road tips are brought to you by Yamaha at YamahaOutdoors.com. Realize your adventure.
3: If you ride your side-by-side enough, you're eventually going to go for a drive after dark, either out of fun or necessity. The stock headlights on your Yamaha side-by-side are more than sufficient for daytime safety and visibility. However, when your adventures bleed over into the night shift, it's beneficial to have accessory lighting to fully illuminate the trail and your surroundings. At ShopYamaha.com, you can pick up Yamaha 10-watt accessory floodlight kits, which are two-and-a-half-inch accessory lights with 360-degree adjustability so they can be directed where your headlights can't reach. These 10-watt LEDs shine an extremely bright beam while drawing very little power, and the size and design make it possible to mount them on virtually any flat surface of your Yamaha side-by-side. So, take that midnight trail ride, load up your hunting and fishing equipment after a long day of field, tackle late-night farm chores and more. Do it all efficiently and safely with Yamaha's 10-watt accessory floodlight kits.
2: Help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word radio.
5: 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631.
2: The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim! With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. you think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak!
1: Great show, everyone! We just gotta get out of here. Man, this is it! Oh no!
3: This sounds serious
1: and real!
2: This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week.
1: What the hell are we still doing here?
2: Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com.
1: Hey, what a great show this week talking about Buckwild pursuits. And of course we had time McMillan on with uh McMillan. And then uh what's this guy? Micah Micah Dennessez. Micah Dennesse.
5: Yeah, co-producer for Lover Likes. Really fun guy Cat Daddy And Mrs. Bunny You were here With some outdoor news As well That's right boys Yeah And And, the last
1: word Last word is Get out there And turkey hunt Yep. Or bear hunt. Yeah. Or one of the above. or Or join NWTF and help
5: bolster the wild turkey numbers. That's oh, right. you got to do that. Yeah, Mrs. Bunny, last word.
3: Uh, Jimintrap.com. Go there. Check out the show if you missed anything. Go back, see the interviews, or listen to the interviews individually. Check out the articles, um, the extensive archives, all of it.
5: Anyways, get outdoors this weekend. Take some kiddos with you. If you know them, if you don't have any kids, then find a woman. Make some kids. Later, <laughs> take them. Yeah. And, and also, when they grow up. You're playing you, the long game. Yeah you, yeah, you got to. you got to be invested. Uh, Hammer home firearm safety. It is imperative. You should talk about it every single day. Make it fun. Make it interesting. Make it educational. Make it fun. (laughs) Make it double fun. All right, so we got to go. We will return it next week. Peace out. God bless you and the USA. Love you.